<clears throat> and we're live, guys. We are here for Turn Back the Clock, episode 24. Special guest, YouTube Sports Card Hall of Famer, Vince, <laughs> NY Yanks fan seven, best name on YouTube. How's it going, Vince? It's going well, Adam. Thanks for uh, inviting me along. I know we've been trying for what, about six, seven months. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's my fault. It's your fault. It's it. What are you going to do? Dude, I almost I almost thought I couldn't make it tonight. That's how crazy it was. But <laughs> worry. you just showed up. I was just starting to worry you weren't going to make it. Here I am. You guys got me. So and you don't do, you don't do a lot of these live streams. I mean, I, I've seen like you do one with Silver Jackify once in a while, but not lately. Yeah, I don't know. I don't just do a lot of YouTube in general in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I think I might do like what, like like three videos a month, you know, if you yeah. look at my history. Yeah. Um just not a lot. I don't have much to talk about, you know. Uh <laughs> but um I do I do try to keep my uh channel going with a little bit of a pulse. So every once in a while I'll show up with a uh, a new video. I think next up for me is gonna be like uh uh, the year-end sort of review i i debated doing it but i've been doing it for like what 10 11 years now i'd feel remiss if i didn't do it again even though it might seem like a rerun <laughs> no way it's, it's really enjoyable that's like when you show your stuff it's insane and the way yours fluctuates the prices of a lot of your cars because you go you're not just vintage you're modern you you've got everything you even have like i don't know if you put nes games in there yet but maybe you should add a couple of those this year <laughs> well so I have some graded games. Um, like they were from my collection that I had for I carried forever. And okay. I did, I did sell off like a, a bunch of nice ones during COVID. Um, before that market segment kind of blew up. Um, but I retained a few and I sent some to CGC. So I would say in the video, I'm not gonna buy any more video games. I'm not gonna buy I'm, I'm not gonna buy any, but I do have probably my best piece might be the 9.8 Zelda Breath of the Wild for the Wii U. And it's like the last licensed game for Wii um, for the Wii U because that's when the Switch came out, I think, that particularly yeah, yeah. like seven years ago. Um, but no, they're cool and all. And I do have some, you know, in hindsight, I probably should hold on to a few of the games that I let go, but you know, whatever, you get over it, you know? So did those prices tank like the rest of things? Yeah. Collectible yep. world? Okay. Yep. I thought I was doing myself a favor by... Uh, pivoting to comic books like yeah. around early 2021 um and the same thing happened with comic books uh, <laughs> up they went and crashing down they came um even the uh even cards still are going down you know um i noticed it's not a bad time to maybe kind of start buying some of the stuff that me you're just you know got your price point you know a couple years ago um i actually updated my spreadsheet for my collection, I do it like every couple, every six months, give or take. And so I went through my idea of the first a couple of cases of cards. And my gosh, the the lost on paper value from what they were, even just since like July or August, is dramatic. Um, but whatever, you know, it's yeah, I'm not selling. I didn't buy it. Yeah. Before, you know, and honestly, I'm still way ahead based on what I bought these things for anyway. So yeah. Uh, someday I'll let my son worry about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't take them with me, right? So, <laughs> yeah, you, you, uh, I love anytime you do a video, I love watching them because I mean, one of the best collections I've ever seen. But the first, I mean, I'm gonna say it's a little, it's a little, uh, you know, how we always say overlooked, undervalued with like players and stuff. I think your collection is a little overlooked. I mean, you know, a lot of people know it, but in the grand scheme of things, the you have some of the best cards I've ever seen. <laughs> and you got a lot of them before this boom that we were just in, you know? You know, I did do a lot of buy-in, uh, like around 16, 17, 18. Uh, I did a lot of four sharp corner stuff, you know, PSA 10, 80s favorites. Um, I did some vintage. Um, I regret not doing more vintage when I could have. But, you know, I just, as I've gotten older, you know, the financial wherewithal has gotten a little bit better to do such things, right? I mean, when I was building my mantle collection out, geez, 15 plus years ago, I mean, I was where what the grades that I have are, that was what I could afford at that time, you know? Um, but um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I did I get lucky? I did buy a lot of things, but you know, I, I did buy some turds too. I mean, you got to take the, 
you gotta take the losses and the gut punches along the way. Um, I mean, I did buy a Zion Williamson <laughs> <laughs> for like 600 bucks, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I like collecting, but I will say this, I'm, I haven't bought much in a while and going forward, I feel like, you know, I do watch YouTube and people talk about their stuff and their collections. Uh, I'm more like kind of moving towards the sort of the less is more, um, maybe not buying this, that, 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 but taking whatever that would have cost and just putting it towards a bigger card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like where my collection's going. I mean, I'm, I'm 50 now. I turned 50 this year. And in my mind, I have it that I, I feel like, okay, if by the time I'm 60, let's say, you know, 10 years, if my son who will be 15, if he's not into this at all, then I'll slowly start whittling away. I mean, I didn't talk to Joe. So, yeah, we ought to get a table at like a local card show and just get load of this, you know, try to unload some of our excess inventory we don't care about anymore, you know. Um, and then that may be in the future, you know, just uh, setting up a table somewhere and just selling off some stuff and, you know, getting what you get. But um, yeah, I'm kind of changing my collecting habits a little bit. And I think I notice a lot of other people are too. I've heard a lot of people mention that. Um, they talk about hobby burnout, not necessarily burnt out. Um, but um, yeah, I guess you get older, you, things change a little bit. Your scope changes a little bit. So, you know, occasionally I'll catch myself looking at a, uh, a Drew Thorpe Bowman Chrome Auto Yankees prospect. It's like, yeah, do I really want to do this? You know? Um, because I've got examples of doing that and then none of them worked out, you know? Yeah. So it's fun to, it's fun to play it as a game. Like, fun. Let me see if I can do this and see if I, if I win on paper with this, but it's, it's like, you know what? I'll save my money and put it towards a, maybe a nice vintage card. Or something. Well, Lou, Lou's thinking, uh, maybe you'll adopt them if your son doesn't get into it. <laughs> yeah, he'll inherit it. That's no problem. Right, well, all right. He's got uh, then. He's got first crack at the adoption process. Uh, <laughs> but we've done a, we've done that too. I know, Dylan. You have. I, I've sold a lot of cards this year. A lot of, you know, players that I was like, oh, maybe I'll do a player run of uh, Paul Pierce. You know, Celtics fan or Kevin Garnett. Just stuff that's kind of out of the wheelhouse that I'm in now. And I'm just like, you know what? What am I holding on to it for? Let's just sell it. Get fifty bucks or hundred bucks or whatever it is. And that adds up. I've sold a lot of cards that I put into some pretty big ones. So yeah, I've been doing the same thing. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna uh, talk. Talk. We're gonna talk. One of the topics uh, I wanted to hit on is this year. You know, it's we're at the end of the year. This will probably be the last turn back the clock of the year. So um, I want to show. I have I have a couple massive pickups. Massive for me at least. Um, Dylan, I know you're gonna you're gonna go nuts for one of these. Uh, but I, I like to do this thing where I buy cards and I just never show anyone for a while. I let them marinate. <laughs> so I got, I got a couple, couple real big ones. Uh, we're not talking 52 mantle big ones here, but you know, they're, they're good. They're good cards. Uh, so I want to show some of those. Those were picked up in 2023. And then I, um, if you guys, whatever you have from this year or whatever you want to show, we'll show some, oh, there, you, there we go, baby. Hey. There, there's the case. Just, uh, yeah, just in case. No yeah, pun intended. And then we're going to talk. Uh, yeah, look at those. Oh, yeah, baby. Gosh. I love when you open that. Um, and then we're going to look at the year ahead and, um, you know, some pickups we're targeting, some big stuff we might be having our eye on, uh, shows we might look at. So any, anything that uh, we want to talk about in that regards. But let me kick it, you know, without, should I just, should I slow roll this further or can I show this card now? I want to see the card. All right, I got to show it. All right, so yeah, I picked this up. This was much earlier in the year, months and months ago. Maybe, maybe the best pack pulled. I'm not a huge autograph oh, guy. Oh, I know what it is. This, this this could be the best pack pulled autograph card of all time. Maybe. Dude, Dude. absolutely, that's the best pack pulled autograph of all time. In you my pulled opinion. that out of a pack? No, I bought. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I wish, but I bought it. Uh, so there it is, the triple auto. Dude, you did Mantle, it. Mantle Musial, Yastrzemski. Uh, there we go. And, is that and number nice 500, 500 yeah. right? Yep, on the back there. You didn't show this? I could have sworn I've seen this card. Or where would no. I have seen it? it it's I, a I, famous card, but. 
I did a video on, no one on has it, one I think, a while back, but I didn't have it. I bought it uh, after that. Okay. Yeah. That's but, uh, wow. Yeah. So Congrats, that, that's Adam. one that's, that's uh, it's expensive yeah. card, but I, I always wanted to get that card. So I finally pulled the trigger. Yeah. There we go. What year so, is that from? It's a 91, 92 score. The franchise, uh, triple auto. Uh, so just the thought of like all three of those guys ha had the card and signed. And like, how did the hell did that happen? You know? Um, I never even seen that card before until I think whenever it was you showed it, talked about it like a few months really, ago. Yeah. 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 I remember when I was, when I was a kid, that was, I just remember like opening all those score packs shooting for the shoot. I would have just been happy with one of the single player auto cards, you know, but Dude, the triple was like insane to think they, about. They printed so much of that score that opened 92 score is still rarer than sealed 92 score. Right. <laughs> That's right. how much of it's out there. And, and the funny thing is, I bet a lot of these are still in boxes and warehouses and who knows where or they were thrown yeah. out, but they, there's just so much, you know, so much still out there that those cards are probably just sitting there, a lot of them. Put it back up. Oh, okay. We'll go triple. Oh, jeez. Man, that's awesome. From the same, you guys have the same same ninety two score. I, I this yeah. is the first time I'm aware of these cards uh, outside of when Adam talked about the three here. See, they My they uh, they did a, a single of each guy, like where they they had an auto of each guy, and then they did the triple, the all on one card there too. What was the Dimaggio? I remember when, did they do Dimaggio one year? Am I confusing it with with? Yeah, Michael? that was ninety one, I think. They did Dimaggio okay. autographs, I believe. Okay. Yep. I didn't even know that, really. Yeah. They, so Mantle the was the score year by himself, an and then there was a Dimaggio, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. That's insane. Yep. I wasn't really collecting during that period. I kind of uh, exited. You know, I late 80s up until about 1990 was my first block of collecting time. And then I left the market or left the hobby, and I re-entered it maybe – seven years maybe during the mcguire sosa home run chase i kind of got back into a little more and then since then it's been you know so 20 some odd years 25 years that's so, awesome yeah. yeah i feel like if it, it, it that card feels way more important if you were like a kid during that period opening packs you know if, if you were active in the hobby just because of how like legendary that card is um but yeah if you weren't in that time period it's kind of like yeah it's cool you know triple yeah. but so adam we'll add to that story so that is super special to me because this card, the Yaz from that set, my friend pulled one back in 1991 when we were 11 years old at his birthday party. It was in the grab bag, just a pack of score. And he pulled one and he pinned it to his wall. <laughs> and and it, I've talked to him since, you know, 30 plus years ago. And so these, I, I mean, that card you just showed is, is on my bucket list one day to have. What's the uh, print run on that? Is there a print print run? Like I, I numbered out of what? 500, 500 on that one. 500. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, you know, a card comes out now where there's numbered to 500. It's like, ah, yeah, yeah, that's pretty rare. But like there was, they just made so many boxes and yeah. <laughs> the pack odds are like one in a bazillion, you know, to get. Yeah, right, right, right. Bowman Chrome refractors are one out of 499, I think. Right. Yeah. So that's like the high print run. Right, which like kids now, if they you a card number to five hundred, just throw it away. <laughs> you know? Like screw that. So, uh, dude, that's awesome. All right, Vince, what do you got, man? Uh, so we're talking a lot about stuff, and probably going to talk about end of year video. So that definitely will be like a rerun when I air it on my channel. But if you want to talk about this year's stuff, I have. Oh, what do I have here? This year, I got this one. Oh wow. Ty Cobb. This one. With the polar bear. Polar back. bear. Those are the those are like the best backs, right? I, I, I don't know. Um I didn't I don't really care when it comes to T206, I don't really care about the back. I know that's that's kind of like a thing for some T206 collectors. I just wanted a nicely centered version of this card, whether it was sweet caporal or Piedmont or whatever. But in this case, it was polar bear. So I had to pay a little bit of that polar bear premium to secure this, but um yeah, they, they don't oh, get that. Is that the what do they what do they call it? what does that say on the label? Bat or it's the bat off shoulder. It's bat off one shoulder. of four cobs, right? So gotcha. that's the bat off. I've got the bat on also, which was a purchase uh oh gosh, several years ago. I don't know where it is in here, but um and this was a uh, well speaking of cob, this also was this year. This one right here. 
Ooh, so what is what do we got there? That's a nineteen twenty-two. Yeah, American caramel. Wow. Um, series of one twenty. This is some a nice nice Ruth cards as part of this set that I sort of keep an eye on. You know, wishful thinking. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a pretty pretty nice set. And I didn't I didn't realize I didn't know anything about this card until I. I tell the story where I was I was looking for something on eBay and this kind of popped up as like a, you know searches that that match fewer terms or whatever and I saw this I said, oh this looks really great so I just I I had to get it and so um, I found the seller I always when I see something I like on eBay I always start scouring Instagram I start looking where the card is located and look at the about me page sometimes I have their store name on their eBay and I try to go the off eBay route right yeah. Because you're gonna avoid sales tax, you probably get a little better price. And uh, you know, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I'll send them PayPal, friends and family, and I trust that you know they're usually usually reputable. You know, high feedback. Um, they don't want to tarnish their names. So they're not gonna screw around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I've had good success doing off eBay transactions to circumvent, you know, eBay's taxing uh, sales tax collection, and then also save a little money. So it, it can be rather substantial. Some of these cards, you save both on the sales tax and then the seller gives you a little bit less than what he, he makes a little more than he would off eBay taking their piece, but I end up paying a little less overall. So it's, it's a win-win as long as you trust who you're buying from. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. I just did that on a purchase. I just did. I hunted for the guy's phone number and did exactly what you said. Found out he had a shop and, and you save a, you save a ton of money. Yeah, Instagram is a good resource for that too. In fact, those two cobs were bought from the same seller. Um, the American Caramel was purchased a few months, several months ago, and then the Cobb Bad Off was purchased, I think, September-ish. So, and that actually is the last, I think it's the last card I purchased. So yeah, I mean, time flies. I can't believe it's already been three months. Um, but I haven't really bought much uh, overall this year, like in years past. If you look at some of my year review videos, I sometimes go back and watch them, I'm like, jeez. The hell am I doing? I mean, it's like you know, all these slabs, and I'm like, why did I buy that? Why did I, you know, but yeah, you're just collecting, you know, and it's fun. Yeah. And then, you know, it's and it's funny because prices are lower, so you would think, like, oh, we'd be we should, we'd be buying the most right now, but yeah, I think it's just like the last few years. I know myself, I've bought so many cards that yeah, I'm kind of just in a point where yeah, I'm not really adding new money to the card budget, I'm just anything I buy, I'm trying to sell cards to, to fund that so yeah you know, I'm, I'm, I'm nearing the end of this i guess i don't know what you want to call it in buying a splurge or whatever so now i gotta kind of take a breath i think and but i keep saying that i don't so the good news is ebay so you know there was this thing with it they're going to start sending you 1099 for anything over 600 dollars of sales right and um because it was twenty thousand dollars or 200 transactions so you could sell and, and not have to worry about um but i guess they actually they're not going to do that um i guess the irs said it's too complicated it caused too much trouble too much confusion so even even this year you're still allowed up to think twenty thousand dollars and i think the target selling uh for 1099 for via venmo or paypal or whatever it's gonna be like five thousand dollars so maybe i'd be more inclined to let things go on ebay i just hate to like once you cross that threshold now you're into it for let's say you sell five thousand and one dollars now you're gonna 1099 you're gonna have to pay what uh 28% on that 5001 because you whatever the tax bracket you're in you know um yeah. well so only, uh, only, eBay. Off your, only off your profit of the card though i mean that's if you bought the card for a thousand bucks and yeah you made four grand but you're you're not it's a wash if you didn't make a lot of money yeah and if you have a record of the purchase yeah i mean you, otherwise yeah. you're just kind of like saying well i paid 500 for it i'm selling it for 400 well what's the proof of that you know i see 500 dollars show up in your checking account and you know where'd you lose on this you know so um I don't, i'm not a big seller i've sold a few things here and there but uh i mean as time goes on as i mentioned as i get older and maybe this isn't interesting to members of my family i might resort to ebay in some cases um and also the same with comic books you know i actually just stopped collecting com i stopped subscribing to comics i used to buy uh, batman justice league star wars you know like four or five titles a month i go to my comic store i pick them up Honestly, for the last three years, I go, I pick them up, I bag and board them, I put them in a pile. I haven't read anything. So just last week, I said, look, I'm done. I said, I got to pause it. Um, and now I've got all this mass. Like, I want to reduce mass. And so, you know what I mean? So 
I got these books, I'm thinking maybe I could like parse these out little by little on eBay over time just to reduce the amount of mass in my closet. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of, I guess I'm just buying less. And when I do buy, I'm being a lot more selective, um, specifically with cards and centering and things of that nature. Very, very important. I don't just buy anything anymore, you know. So let me, let me, let me, baby centering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question um, with the comic book. So I grew up with a friend who was a full comic book collector and he would buy go every single week and buy his five to eight comics. And he amassed a collection that wouldn't even fit in our office. He had to rent a whole space. He probably has a hundred thousand comic books and he, he wore gloves as a kid. As a 10-year-old kid reading the magazines and slid them back in, there's not a lot of value in most of those back then, but probably did at least what he paid. But do you have a collection like that? Do you have like a 100,000 comic books? You're buying them every week. It gets crazy. So, I don't think I have 100. No, I have 100,000. I have them all. I would say I have um, maybe like 20 short boxes. Yes, the boxes. That's pretty good. And they all like 100. I have a couple thousand, maybe you know, a couple few thousand. Okay. Um, and, and I just, uh, yeah, I've just kind of, I, I got to stop accumulating the stuff. I, I still have, I have CGC comics. I buy graded comics and I still have it in mind to buy a couple here and there, but accumulating the reading copies and then bagging and boarding and then storing, it's like, I'm just, I'm over it. You know, um, I, when I realized that I'm, I told uh, my comic guy, I said, look, you know, I, I subscribed to something called Bounty Hunters. It's a Star Wars issue. It's up to like issue 48. I said, you know, I haven't read a single issue of this stuff yet. And this is just one of five things that I subscribe to. So I'm like 200 comic book. When the hell do I have time to read that? Adam, you know, you ain't got time for anything with the kids, you right. know? Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, changing. You know, I used to collect a lot of different things. And now I'm just kind of like whittling it down to specific sports cards. Um, and maybe even some non-sports cards for that matter. I'm looking at some Star Wars, uh, vintage Star Wars stuff. Uh, I started looking at... 1940 superman a little bit um but yeah just just looking you know just looking yeah, yeah. so what uh what big cards are you targeting for maybe next year do you have any in mind i have one um that i guess would be considered a big card it's the 1933 delong lou mm. um yeah that's a great I, one. I was in conversation with somebody about his copy in a psa 2 I just wasn't ready to spend that kind of coin on it. It was not inexpensive. Um, so, you know, that's one of the bigger cards, but at the same time, I'm targeting stuff like, uh, like the Churchman Ruth from 1929, Churchman cigarettes, which it doesn't say it's Babe Ruth, but it's Babe Ruth on the card. It's pretty affordable for a playing days. The hor horizontal one. Yeah. yeah. Tough to find center though. I always find it, you know, biased, like either left or right, horizontal. Um, and then uh, 1948 Leaf Sugar Ray Robinson. Um, I really think it's a cool card. I don't have any boxing cards in my collection, so I kind of like, you know, fill it out with some other stuff. Um, what else? Um, there was one other one I'm thinking of. Oh, a 1954, 1954 Tops Scoops at Babe Ruth. You familiar with that oh, set? I, I have that card. Oh, I have that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it's just a cool card, you know? Yeah, they're uh, not that expensive either, really. No, but again, yeah. tough to find centered. Yes. Um, and so just waiting and waiting until I, I come across the right copy. So, but I would say the biggest card, Adam, would be like a DeLong Gehrig. But, you yeah. know, I say that, but I, I could suddenly turn around and buy a, a 52 Jackie. You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Just Yeah. I wasn't planning on buying probably any of these cards. <laughs> it just, they just came up and, oh, I got to get that, you know? Um, so I really have a, I have a plan, but I never execute the plan <laughs> properly. We'll see. We'll see what 2024 brings and we look back on it. But um, yeah, that's probably the probably the biggest card right now in my mind I would be targeting is that, Gary. Dylan, you've had a heck of a year, 2023, massive pickups. Uh, your biggest one just came recently, right? With yeah. the DiMaggio? Yeah, show, yeah. You can show whatever you want. Yeah, I'll show it. I'll bring it out. Now, it's funny because Vince was just talking about that. He, this card in particular, I brought it up the other night, so I won't go through the whole long story about it. But what the heck did I do with it? I already lost oh, it. We lost it already. I already lost it. Uh, it's so yeah. funny. LinkedIn uh, Thomas, Rocky Marciano. That, I got, I, that's old. 
Well, those are the only boxing cards I have. That's that's uh, where my parents are from, Brockton, Mass, where Rocky was from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a cool card. Yeah, the fifty-one. Oh yeah, I found I found them. I was looking at there on my desk. I was looking at them all day today. Um, so I I I had this card on my watch list since the national because my buddy bought one, and I held it, and I was like, I didn't even know I could afford that card. It was never on my list. Because I just never thought it was possible. Because I, I never looked at it, you know. And and the second I held that, I'm like, okay, I want one. I had been watching this one for six months. Left plenty of offers. Um, they never, he never replied. Finally, I did a little digging. Got his phone number. Called the shop and then uh, had him send me a video. Oh. And I got the Joe DiMaggio 1938 Gaudi. Now, I went, it's not perfectly centered. And I'm a huge centering guy, but I had watched, I only saw one of these that I really wanted since the national that went at auction and it was a centered copy. I don't think the colors were as good as this one, but it, it went for like a ridiculous sum, like 10 grand. So I, I'm just, this card really pops and it's, it's my favorite card in my collection, hands down now. Um, Yeah. So, and I got, you know, it was 3,200 bucks. I'll say what I paid. I don't really care. Um, 3,200 bucks off eBay. Didn't have to pay taxes on it or anything. And there we go. So, what was the, the one that sold for a lot? What was the grade on it? PSA three. Really? Yeah. It was insane. It was the, the eye appeal just took it up to the stratosphere because I was going to put a bid on, on it and it just went nuts. And it looked like this one. This is a three. Okay, now Dylan, with with that, like, so with the blue border there, the centering is real noticeable on that card, and obviously you have great centering. But on your yeah. on your Dimaggio, you can't even really tell. Like, yeah, it's, it's not nearly as noticeable. You know, that's probably right. another reason my eye didn't detract. It doesn't it doesn't bother me at all? I, that's a that's an awesome copy, man. Look at the look at the coloring and the, the like. It's perfect on the just the, the image. image the image is stunning. It's it's yeah. absolutely you know one of the best copies I've seen in my you know where i could afford it so yeah just had to have it and the back looks really good too so man yeah Yeah, i'm I'm over the moon it hasn't left my desk i i don't want to put it away yet uh yeah just stoked so that's my plan for the coming year too i want to keep collecting these big boy cards um and and like you vince i was buying high grades not as high as you back in the day i was buying sevens and eights back in 99 for until now. And so I've been, I sold all those off, not all of them, but all the stuff that wasn't perfectly centered. I sold all that off this last year and a half and I got good money because those were still up there. Those higher grades. I mean, I'm pretty much out of them now. Now I'm just recycling stuff that I already purchased that doesn't hit my eyes now is the same. So um, I'm, I'm lucky I kind of escaped like that section because all those cards that I sold to me have come down because the IPO wasn't there for the grade. And I was able to buy lower grade stuff that looks really good and it's held its ground. Like I could sell them the stuff I'm selling now I'm getting more than I paid. And that was during the peak when I was buying it. Cause it was lower grade, good IPO, but some of them aren't making my cut, but I'm having a blast and I, I want to sell more um, stuff. I, every time I go through my collection, I find stuff that I have attachments to, but I'm like, you know, I don't need it. When I get another one, I forget about that copy and I'm videoing them before they leave. So the cardboard itself, it's like, even if I had it for 25 years in the slab, you know, I never really touched the card. Time to like, let it go. And I'm just stacking that account up in eBay and I'm way above the threshold for taxes, but I did taxes last year on cards. I'm already way been doing that for years. So I don't, I don't worry about selling a big card because if you sell a big card, most likely to paid for it, you know, it is what it is. You can, there's tons of ways and it's a business now for me too. So I can write off all kinds of different things yeah. in the card space. Yeah. So yeah, that's my plan too, man. I, I've got to narrow my focus, keep narrowing my focus down. I don't need more. I need better. Yeah, I think I think I've been seeing or listening to a lot of people with a similar perspective or approach going forward. You know, um, 
decluttering or consolidating, or, you know, I'm hearing those terms, um, myself included. So um, somebody made a comment about the mark. Um, I think the MK qualifier is a great qualifier to get. I mean, I got the I got the MK on mine, yeah. right? And so you say, well, where's the mark? And it's just this little, where is it? This there on the bottom here, right? But it's on the back of the card. It just looks like a smudge. And uh, I bought it a long time ago. I bought it. In fact, I probably paid what you paid for that 1.5, Dylan. Um, that's how long ago it was. Um, that's insane. That's sick. That's of awesome. course you had that card. I love it. I think I've probably seen a seniors before in the video. Probably have. And, 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 and another pickup from this year, also with the MK qualifier, is this guy. Uh, I remember right. seeing that one. Yeah. 34, so, Cody, Lou Gehrig. Now, now, Vince, I love that you go after the marking ones. Now, I, I'm a huge fan of PSA putting the donations of OC and the MKs because you know what you're looking for. You know mm -hmm. what? what you're trying to find the mark on it you're trying to find the st the stain and if you can't see it or it's so small whereas sgc it, it's a two you're you're guessing you, mm. it doesn't say that it's a mark there's a mark and, yeah. and it's it's really to me the oc mk um the stain man i used to hunt i didn't hunt the the marks down but i will in the future you know i'm, I'm leaning towards i don't have a card of the mark on it yet but once I get one, it's like you get comfortable with certain things, right? I have a pinhole card now. So, yeah. I love I pinhole love cards. I'll, I'll take pinhole cards all day. Yeah. They're hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, because a lot of people know that and they keep them. They don't. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, right. Is there a pinhole on that one? Yeah. Two pinholes. Ooh, look at that. Damn. But yeah. it looks Beautiful. good, right? Beautiful. It's, it's what helps you afford, you know, like, for example, yeah. the Garrig. I couldn't even find the mark on the Garrig. It's somewhere on the back. It's like maybe a raced pencil. But it kept the price point for, well, it kept it lower than if it were a straight three, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's where I've kind of, you know, I, I guess, you know, in the past, I'd be like, oh, I would never buy a PSA one. Oh, I'm not going to buy anything with a qualifier. But, you know, I've come around in the last couple of years that, yeah, I think eye appeal will transcend the grade that the card has on the slab in a lot of cases. And that's what I try to focus on, you know, um, eye appeal to transcend the technical grade. I'm and those are, those are, it's, a, it's fun to find those. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, but uh, and you pay more. I mean, you're going to pay more. Yeah. Um, you might pay a grade up, but you won't pay what the grade if it was in the absence of a qualifier. Right. So yeah. Um, like that Jody's a PSA five cardboard all day. It has that smudge. It's got the MK qualifier. I guess you price it as a PSA three. I don't know. Or yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. And I think we're, I feel like we're on the same uh, trajectory. Yeah. Well, obviously your stuff's way gnarlier than mine, but, but you know, the eye appeal is really, uh, I mean, I haven't been on YouTube that long. That's all new for me because <clears> my <throat> wife started looking at my cards since I got on YouTube and was like, dude, all your cards are off center. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They are. And then YouTube, like, you know, I follow Matty C on Instagram. He's the guy that really like pushed it from my mind that flipped mm -hmm. the switch. Flipped the yeah. switch in my mind. Showing just like a 72 tops, Nolan Ryan and eight versus a four. And you and literally his four would look better. And the eight's eight hundred dollars and the four is eighty bucks. And you're just like, to me, why wouldn't I be doing that on the bigger cards too and, and so yeah it changed everything youtube helped out tremendously you, you know Mac fan club in the, in the comments you're you're a legend did you know that all these guys they're like vince is my favorite <laughs> For sure. full, full disclosure guys i can't see anything on the screen oh, right okay. <laughs> no and i can see, i can see the text i just my eyes are blurry like i'm tired and so even with my my progressive lenses like a you know, i'm looking down but uh, you know, Matt Matt wrote Rambo: Last Blood with Stallone. Do you know that, Dylan? No. Oh, yeah, I did know that. I yeah, I, 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 I heard that too yeah, on one of his yeah, interviews. Yeah, like a gnarly. Yeah, isn't that insane? He's a screenwriter. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. That's what gave me even more impression. Like he has, I'm not. I mean, I, I guess I don't know, but he has money. He has a huge collection, but he still chose to go after lower grade, good looking cards, even in the smaller stuff. 
Dude, you got that card to me. I saw that on your channel. I was just like, oh, that is the best looking one ever. I mean, how is that? Come on, man. That's beautiful. Well, yeah. So, so here's the oh, thing. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah. This was, I remember I came in because I've been looking for this card for years, like literally years. And um, COVID, it escaped my budget during COVID, right? It just shot up. Um, the closest I ever got was I tried to work a deal with uh, Levi at 707. He had a PSA 3. That was on eBay. And the, and the thing about back then, before COVID, you go to 707, you'd have like a date stamp on the card image. And literally, it had been sent there like seven years. Right. Like it was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. copyright 2012. <laughs> Here it yeah. is, you know, 2018. And um, it's still there. And um, I reached out about a cash deal. And uh, he countered at something. It was like uh, 29.75 personal check. And I was like, oh, I thought, and then, then, it, then it was gone. Um, you know, so I... I, I Slept on it too long. Um, this one was in a BVG slab. So, Why not? yeah. And, and Michael's like, I'm going to buy that and I'm going to crack that out and send it to PSA. I remember and when you did that. Me yeah. too. Fortunately, the BVG, the auction ended at like a, like a 1 17 p.m. on a Tuesday, Eastern time. You know, people are at work, people are. So, um, I, I got a decent price on it and um, cracking it out was a little bit. A little bit dicey um you know the bg the bgs's are very very they're like big thicks of lucite slabs and yeah but but they the card shatter is, though they do shatter they do shatter and you gotta be careful unfortunately the card yeah. is a smaller card and it's inside of a sleeve like a mylar pocket so that helps but uh successfully cracked that out. i thought i might have a chance at a 0.5 bump because i have other cards with paper loss that have a 1.5 grade but that you know i think grading's harsher now at, at psa is that, the, is that the way it is? It's harder graining now. So no, whatever, it's a one. I don't, I don't care. It looks great for a one. And um, it's insane. But it's know. almost like BVG slabs were made to be cracked out because they, I mean, they're strong, but they got that they're, inner they're sleeve not that strong. the card. They're not that strong. Those, the only ones I've ever had break in the mail have been BVGs and BGS. They're thick, but they right. shatter like yeah. full-blown plastic. They explode. They're yeah. like you can drop a PSA slab, it's probably not gonna crack. It's got a little more give. Uh, SGCs, they don't crack as easily either either. But those BGS ones, they're like a super hard plastic. Uh, I, I can't stand them. It's almost like it's it's almost like it's tempered like a like a car window. Yeah. Like yeah, you apply a lot of pressure at a very small point, the whole thing shatters. Boom. Yeah. Like, exactly. Versus Throwing a yeah. bowling ball at it, nothing happens. Yeah, <laughs> you know uh, I mean? yeah, exactly. So, but I hate the inner sleeve because it clouds the card. But I uh, love it yeah. when you're cracking it out because it protects the card better. I don't feel as hey, nervous right. when I'm cracking it out. My hands were shaking because it, it, oh. it is a very precise fit. So when I had to get those scissors going, I was like, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> really shaky with those scissors. Oh, so, that's scary. But I got it. Hey, it couldn't get worse than a one. How I could I could have nipped the exactly. You might as well have just sent it in the slab itself. But yeah. you know, but if you were looking for the bump, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, oh my god, that's a gamble. I feel like though too, because what if it was trimmed? You didn't know, or oh, it had rounded corners. But even what if like it, it was like something that they didn't catch, and then they catch it. To me, that's just like scary too. Like yeah. it goes to authentic, you know. Yeah, I don't like authentic cards. Um, I was concerned about oh, that because I think BVG, there is some to be said for them having encased cards that were authentic, not knowing. I mean, maybe I'm just making up my head. I thought years ago on the PSA forums, I would read stories. Oh, yeah, BVG doesn't do a good job grading vintage. You know, uh, altered cards get through. I just took a chance. You know, it was just the risk I was willing to take because the card looked so damn good. Um, and had it come back authentic, I probably would just cracked it out and maybe send it to SGC or, you know, would have sent it on the merry-go-round. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or you don't like, do the registry or anything, do you, Vince, with PSA? No, I have the mail registry set, but I don't have a register because I don't know. I mean, what, I'm not interested in upgrading those cards at all. I mean, right. the grades I have, I I fought hard to buy those cards when I bought them in those grades, and I don't need to see myself ranked again. I mean, I'd probably be in the lower lower fiftieth percentile of that. I mean, like. <laughs> Of all the people on YouTube that have this card, mine well, might be the ugliest copy um, because that centering, um, you know, it's the OC qualifier, obviously. Um, and this card carries the most weight within that registry set. Um, and, and so. Wait, but is, is that a seven OC? No. What is it? No. It's a. I couldn't tell. A one. Miss okay. 
a one miscut. Okay. What, sure a great, what a great image, though. Look at the surface and the picture and everything. It is clean. Yeah, it's clean. Yeah. There's creases. Um, I'm not sure why it's miscut. Usually when I think of miscut, I think of like another card appearing on the card with the yeah. green. But I don't see any of that. Maybe the off. back. Yeah. Even if it's cut off like a little of the ink or the little, it's probably, it looks like it's on the back there. But but I'm proud to own that card because I'm right. That's the best I could do. And I don't feel, you know, it's just, that's at the time I purchased it. Um it was the right card at the right time at the right price. Um, I think it was in February of 2019 and it was a baseball card exchange. And uh, it was Sunday morning that I saw that on eBay. And I think I reached out to Steve. He responded immediately, uh, Steve Hart. And uh, he said, I, it was, I think it was like listed for $10,000. And I said, all right, what's your off eBay price? And he said, well, I'll do 9,000 cash or 92.50 credit card. And so I didn't want to F around. I just put it on the credit card because uh, I didn't want to go through and get the thing, whatever the, the I yeah. just, you know what I mean? I just started yeah. on the credit card. Um, and um, and then if I didn't buy it then, I wouldn't own it today because now they're like 20. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds, sounds cheap. <laughs> you know, um, and that's the most I've spent and probably will spend on a card probably. I don't know. Uh, it's a lot of money. Um, Heck yeah. So. You know, came around in a good again. I was just lucky the timing, like the confluence of events for me to get the card were just all everything worked out. Um, so yeah, but it's ugly, uh, without a doubt. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. Dude, there's, that no, is, there's no ugly ones of that card. You have a mantle 52, <laughs> yeah. like it's just you know, I have OC cards that I'm not going to sell that are, are pretty far off center, but um, you know, there's some that I'm just like, man, I, I spent money on that i spent time i i love that at the time and it and it is what it is like i'm keeping it I, it's a man i have a 56 mantle 8 oc it's the same thing like man got a killer deal on it still it's still way it's way more than what i paid but i'm not gonna go through the process of selling that and trying to find another one i have it it's yeah. beautiful i got it and that's it done yeah you know, are, you, are you are you in the registry for it? Because I don't like no. I don't play, they're really into that registry. They want to be like they want to keep moving up the registry. And um, I got cards from all different companies all over. You know. Yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I even that even what you just said. I've started to do more of that. I, I go into SGC, and of course, if I get a BVG card, I bought it to, to crack out. <laughs> but I will buy SGC cards and leave them in the slab. So I do like SGC yeah. in some cases. Uh, sometimes the way the card looks in their slab is really nice um nice you know like just the the it presents really well in that black you know encased sort of uh border they use but um generally mostly psa you can see uh they just, just psas are just slimmer it's more like a card i don't yeah. know they're just, they're just sleek the yeah. sgcs are so freaking big and the numbers like bigger than the card like yeah. this is a five you can see it from the moon i don't like it's just it, that bothers me a lot and i do agree with the black borders they look good on some but i struggle with that whole thing they look best with vintage they don't look that good with modern i don't know no they don't like ultra modern but, yeah, yeah but they but they put the serial number on the thing which is awesome what it's numbered out of mm -hmm. which i think is really cool on the label uh, which i wish psa would do Hmm. Guys, I got, I got, a, I got to show a little more fire here. Oh yeah, one. keep them coming. I picked Let's up, go. I picked up earlier this year and have never showed it. I haven't shown a soul. Well, actually, Dylan, I might have sent you this one. I don't know, but this one is. Uh, you see that? You see a decent amount of these now. The the '67 Venezuela tops, but I don't see too many of these guy of this uh, this guy right here. Oh, finally, the babe. Jeez, <laughs> that is awesome. And uh, it's a. It's a nice looking two right there. That is incredible. Get out of here. Look at that. Look at that two. <laughs> and now you got the back there with a little uh, paper loss, but still a pretty good back for these. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, but uh, man, I had I had to pounce on this one. Just the dang. I don't know. There's something about this that I just love. It's like an art piece. I love it. Where? Retro eBay. Uh, yeah, I think it was eBay. Yep. Jeez. Yep. Yeah, those things were like really thin paper stock, right? I mean, they're, they're yeah, they're very, yep, not great paper quality at all. But the, the image is so cool on this. <laughs> it's like those are the only Venezuelan cards that I actually like, I think, because the color, the, all the other yeah. top ones, they're all faded. They're like, all faded. Yeah. I just want the tops version because it looks better. And, and I get the collector, 
you know, some people want the super rare in that, but yep. I, you know, I'll own one one day, but man, it's gotta be the right copy, you know, but that, that set, those pop. Yeah, they, they pop and, and that's probably as close, at least for a while that I'll get to a Babe Ruth, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get a playing days Ruth, like other than the Sonella Margarine one that I have, but, uh, I figured, you know, it's from 67. It's still a vintage card, so it's not playing days, but it's still for me. Adam, Adam. You pull a 1.5 50 tops mantle out of the hat, you could get a playing days Ruth if you really try. That's, I was well, thinking the same thing. They're I, like yeah, have to sell my, mantle, for, uh, my 52 uh, mantle. Like, yeah, all my money's tied up now. One. <laughs> all my money is tied up. It's yeah. in cards. I'm card rich. That's the problem. Yeah. You have to yeah. start selling like good stuff at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and then uh, the toy where I'm getting, if, if I'm going to keep selling, it's going to be ones that are going to be more painful, very painful to sell. So we'll I can't see. do it. I can't, I, I can't let go of anything. Um, I should have sold during, you know, I should have sold during the, whatever the run up, right. You know, um, I should have, you know, thinned out the collection then and there, but I, I just can't let stuff go. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's hard. Yeah. You get like an emotional attachment to your cards. It's like, no, don't go. Like I you got know? no yeah. problem selling the stupid Kevin Durant rookies I bought in the peak of the market. Right. Cause I'm like, I, I didn't, I never wanted this card anyway. I was just being stupid. I thought like, Oh, he's going to win a championship with the nets. And then, <laughs> like, I totally got off my, my lane, you know? And so I, I sold those off long ago. Now pretty much everything I have is, stuff I don't really want to sell any, you know, at this point. So we'll see. Yeah. Just to collect and enjoy Durant. That's yeah. Basketball probably took the biggest uh, slide. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. we're talking like 90%, 90% plus. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had, you know, Jordan rookie and LeBron rookies and things like that, or, you know, the, the LeBron nine, I think it was like at peaked at $11,000, which is absurd. Um, wow. And now the 03 Tops Chrome LeBron 9 can be like had for a grand, I think. You mean the base card? The base Chrome, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kobe, was, Kobe was close also. Yeah, just these are just nines. I mean, I remember were, the Kobe Tops in a nine was like 600 to 800 bucks. And I was like, what? Yeah. You get like 20 of those in a box. Because I was yeah. opening those boxes back and then there's like zero basketball players. You get like a million base cards. And there was a, you get thousands of those in there. Um, It was... Yeah. I made a, you know, it's funny. I made a video right at the peak of those. I think it's my top basketball card collection, whatever from it's from early 2021. I'm sitting there going through this card. I said, this card's worth what? This is ridiculous. I, I'm going through these cards. I'm giving the prices and I had a Durant rookie. I have a Durant rookie. I bought it. The 0808 Chrome, just base Bowman Chrome. I bought it for three and a quarter way a long time, like maybe 2015. Um, it went down to like 90 bucks. And then it went to, I think, as high as like four thousand dollars. Oh my the, gosh! And now it's down to like four hundred bucks. So, yep. uh, basketball has, and and the, the the one of the most egregious examples might be the uh, Topps Gold Shaquille from '92. Um, that went to ten grand, and it's a '92 Topps card. Um, yeah, it was like eight to ten grand for, and it was like, oh my god! Now it's like a grand. So it's not, it's still not inexpensive, but it went crazy. And I'm thinking, who bought these cards? And where are these people now? Dude, we, at the card show where I, the card show on my island, there's, there's like during that peak of the basketball stuff, there's probably like eight tables and one vintage guy. All of them were basketball people. None of those guys are at the shows anymore. It was just sad. Like there was like family set up and stuff, but it was like, what are you guys doing? Why well, was like it was it was pretty wild to see, and I was just like, didn't even look at those tables, and it was like, man, what's going on right now? I, I yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, shouldn't sure, sure, have bought anything in twenty one. Period. I, I took a little break, and I picked it up in the middle year, and I still got bent over a barrel <laughs> <laughs> looking back on it. You know, Jerry Rice rookie PSA 8.5 for $1,200. Now it's, yeah, Dylan, you, you were, you were very smart, man. Like I got caught up in it too. Like you know, uh, I it wasn't smart. But... I, I didn't, I didn't, I just, I don't know. It wasn't a smartness. I, I didn't, I don't like basketball. I don't like basketball cards. That's true. I mean, I don't not like basketball. I just don't like basketball cards anymore. And so it wasn't like, I, I don't know. I thought it was just ridiculousness and i mean i saw it in baseball too at some point then baseball started clicking in like jeter rookies were like 
going through the roof like the base mm -hmm. cards are not as high as what you were talking about but they went way up and i was like what is happening right now these were like ten dollar psa nines not very long like a week ago yeah it was it was really a sight to behold and then back then during all that guys it would have been the good time to start buying vintage like yeah the, you know, the, it hadn't the, uh, it hadn't clicked yet it was like yeah. vintage is like the tail end of everything and it and it's like this, you know, and now that's coming back down, following the snake around, right? Yeah, I, I look not at exaggerated, VCP. but I look at VCP at DeLong Garrigs that I talked about earlier. That's one of my targets. You look back, you know, 2019, 2020, they're like, you know, two, three grand for like a PSA two, you know, ish. Now, now PSA two is like two, two. Basically, all the key vintage is about two to three x what it was five years ago, um, four years ago the key vintage you know um and the eye appeal thing is yeah taking even, hold even even trout update tops update trout i have one in a 10 i paid 300 bucks for it i had post purchase anxiety and remorse after i bought it because it went down to like 200 dollars and 275 and then i went to i think five grand um just the base tops and now it's under a grand again so um yeah i feel like there's a lot of uh i don't know who those people were that bought that and and one of the things too that concerned me, and I mentioned this more than one occasion, is if I were to sell during that period of time, there was the risk of eBay's policy and PayPal's policy, return policy, very lax to non-existent, where you could sell a card in February and in August you can get a, a return, like a return order, and it's like all oh, seller not as described or some BS, right? You know what I mean? And you had to take it back, you know? And um, they, they changed that policy. On it's, graded cards. Yeah, it's over now. Now you can't. Yeah, because they changed that at some point, and I was really happy as a seller. Yeah, good yeah. because you, if you get a graded card, you know what it is. There, no returning. This is like, dude, you got high res cam. You know, you can look up the cert number. You can do all your research you want. Yeah, well, man, well, man's trying to get a, a five thousand dollar return seven months later. Maybe oh, you spent just five thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, you'd be you know? sick to my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one hypothetical and one of the reasons why I wasn't really too keen on taking advantage of the market. I thought, well, this is fun. And maybe I could sell, but yeah, I don't know. You know, but um yeah, now it's different. They've got that on lockdown, Dylan. You're right. You buy a card, you got like three days to decide, you know, if there's an issue with it. And uh it happened with me. I bought a 68 Tops Pete Rose uh, over a year and a half ago, and it came in, and it was like a double exposure on the eyes. I didn't pick it up in the scan, so it was like two yeah. sets of eyes. And right away, I opened it. I went to eBay. I want to return it. And almost right away, they said, no, you can't return it. Sorry. I listed it and sold it like within a day. And I, I lost, I think, 20 bucks on the transaction because like, you know, I had to pay the commission. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, was, I was glad I couldn't get rid of that thing fast enough because it was like, you know, two sets of eyes. I know, I know that yeah. feeling. Yeah. yeah. You can't, some things you can't catch until it's in hand. Yeah. And I, and you have to put them back on and sell them right away and just take, take the loss, whatever, 20 bucks. Yeah. It's like, it feels good when you get rid of it again. You're like, whoo, okay. That's the last card I sold on eBay. <laughs> that was that card. And I remember the buyer being like, hey, card looks great. Thanks so much. Like, hey, man, you're welcome. You know, yeah. God, you know, He'll see like that it. later. He'll see that later if he joins yeah. you. Like, stares at his cards a little differently and I, I since bought I, I bought one since that was much better i bought it this year i forget one but yeah you found a centered 1968 yeah 68 rows i i i, I kind of the idea of doing rose's run but man he's got too many freaking cards and honestly i don't really care for his cards much past 1980 um you know he's a lot of his later his cards he's like fat wearing the satin jacket sitting there you know this is this is just like a you know what i mean this is like a <laughs> it's like an old guy sitting there um but um yeah I, I just i just it's like when i change my scope and collecting like i said you know what? i don't want to do this i want to go out and get all these you know do this little tangential side project you know whatever um just want to focus on instead of putting money into rose cards you know from 1980 to 89 and psa 10 or whatever whatever money that would be let me put it towards something else a more substantial that you know and takes up it's less mass right yeah about, like reducing mass yeah um, so yeah because other than mantle you don't really do any other player runs right so no I, oh no i have one more i have, I have nolan ryan oh, okay i actually i actually did his run in its entirety for tops and then i got some donros and fleers that i liked of his not all of them but some of them um but i do have nolan ryan's run and the hardest one for me to get there was 
the Topps Gold from 1994 and a PSA 10. Um, I ultimately settled on a 9.5 SGC with the intent of maybe cracking that out to send it to PSA, just so they're all PSA graded, you know, to satisfy my OCD tendencies. Uh, but I haven't gotten to that point yet. But um, I do have Ryan. And man, Ryan had a lot of cards. I mean, yeah, you did. A lot of cards. You have this one, Vince, the 93 Finance Refractor. Nolan Ryan? No, no, I don't. So I only focused on like the base cards. Okay. Um, or if there was a gold, I went with that version. Or if there was a Tiffany, I would go to, I went with that version. Um, because those those mid to late 80s, to add a little more gravitas to the collection, I didn't want to go with the regular old like 87 tops. So I went with the Tiffany, totally. you know. Yeah. And, and at the time, those were like 40 bucks in a PSA time. Yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, um, now it's different. I mean, now I mean, Ryan cards have kind of blown up a little bit but um yeah i uh i did ryan and then i did a little bit of a reggie jackson with in a yankees uniform from 77 to 82 and i got the burger king in there from 77 and um i did i did bowman chrome kobe bryant and lebron james i'm sorry tops chrome from 96 uh to 2009 for kobe and i don't have the 09 uh, and I did LeBron from 03 to 09. So I did those little mini runs of base tops chrome. And um, yeah, those cards went to the stratosphere too. Even even like the second third year ones were like ridiculous. Like a second year. I, I have LeBron's second year chrome. Um, paid like a hundred bucks for it. And when you like, do Brady, you, know, you have a Brady rookie. I've seen that one, right? PSA 10, I believe, of the Bowman. Yeah, I do. Um, it, it's, 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 yeah, this one, a lot of people have this card. It seems like it's not a rare card. Um, this one no. went to what twenty five grand at one point. Yeah, another one that went to insane places and it's still coming down. <laughs> yeah, it's like five grand maybe or four. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just, is that the Chrome? It's just the Bowman yeah. Chrome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think around four or five, something like that. Yeah. So I paid eight ninety nine for it. Okay, so I'm still up. You're still ahead. Unrealized gains on paper. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do uh, as we talk, like focus for next year. I'm trying to, this will be a lifelong thing, but I'm going to try to get every Tom Brady base rookie. Uh, I, I'm not looking for a certain grade or anything. Actually, the lower the grade on some of them, the better, because I'll save some money. But yeah, there's 43 different Tom Brady rookies base cards. So I'm going to, I got about six now, six or seven of the base. So there's, yep, I don't have that one yet. So that's another one I need. There's, there's so many I need that I'm going to try to like, maybe knock off one every quarter of the year something like that one every six months something like that and by the time i'm dead maybe i'll have close to all of them. we'll see so so what what's your target grade for the playoff contenders yeah as low as i can get that doesn't look like garbage you know that, that <laughs> that's going to be like that's like the 52 mantle of, of tom brady you know um, is that card expensive because it's rare because that set no it's not rare base, baseball as well or because and there was it wasn't that nice of a set i, I, I think i think there's thousands like eh. Yeah, the one that them. the one that sells for big money. There's a there's a championship ticket that's numbered to 100. It's a parallel. That's why there's no. I'm, I'm never going to get that one. But the the base one, it's still an autograph. So it's autograph. He autographed. I think they said there's like over a thousand of the base. So they're they're out there. You can get it any time. But it's just a matter of, you know, maybe it will keep coming down. Hopefully for me, and and I'll probably wait as long as I can on that one. So and then there's the SP Authentic, which is another big one that again a lot of these like you can get a psa six or a seven and it doesn't look that much different than a 10 in these cards so it, 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 as long as it's you know some of them have the borders where i'm going to look for good centering same thing with that i do with vintage so that that will be a lifelong thing for me but um i got i picked up one of these this was one i needed recently this is kind of a kind of a sneaky one the don russ mm -hmm. uh psa nine and it's serial number to 1325 so again, they're out there, but this is kind of a tougher one to find centered too. So I got that one in 2023. Um, uh, not a good time to buy Brady. His cards are, I don't think they've ever been low. I mean, they're as low as I think, and how much lower yeah. they can go, I should say. Um, yeah. And you know, he's going to the hall of fame. Right. Um, so at some point that appreciation will, you know, kind of bring things back up. So get him while you can. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Hey, I've one off the topic question for Vince. Uh, I know you, I'm sure you played video games. You still play video games. I, I've seen you play video games. 
Um, original NES, what would your top two video games that you played ever? Original. Oh, um, probably Baseball Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the original RBI Baseball, and I would say Double Dragon. Oh, yeah, Double Dragon uh, is sick. Yeah. I would put Baseball Stars my number one, too. Sure. I love baseball stars. So you can make your own teams and oh, names. Yeah. And yeah, that was kind of ahead of its time. Yes, it was. Yeah. That yeah. Was and that's what, like, that's why I love, like, another reason I love Babe Ruth and DiMaggio and all those guys are on those teams. They're yeah. like generic versions, but they're on there. Yeah. Hit a home yeah. run every time you come up. Yeah. So those, those would be, yeah, my two probably. Yeah. Those come to mind immediately. So they must be my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> so I played a lot. Tyson Punch Out was my yeah. favorite. Punch out was sick. Yeah, I was the only kid out. in my neighborhood to beat Mike Tyson. I was a legend in like wow. Yeah, I never beat him. Yeah. I could get legend. to him today, tomorrow if I wanted, but can't beat him. Yeah, it was it was it was nerve-wracking beating him, man. Sweating, your fingers oh, are yeah. slippery, and you just oh, that yeah. I beat him. I ultimately I'd beat him. It was all timing. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, Vince, are you going to the national? Zelda. Are you planning in Cleveland or the national? Have you made that decision yet? So here's the thing. In case I, if I decide I want to go, I already booked hotel before the hotels recognize it's an event, event pricing. And they so I actually booked a hotel near, uh, like, yes, I have a hotel booked. Whether or not I cancel or continue remains to be seen. Mm. But in case I want to go, let me get the hotel out of the way. I can always cancel it. Right. Right. Um, and I would probably just drive. You know, it's about eight hours, seven, eight hours for me, if I were to drive. That's it's easy. Nice. Yeah, it's one straight shot across I-80, I believe, 84 to 80 or something. Anyway, yeah. So we'll see, Adam. I don't. It's, haven't decided. I have the hotels booked just in case. So Nice. Yeah, I'll be a last-minute. I'll be a last-minute decision probably if me I too. go. You know, I'll get some hotel like an hour away or something, and <laughs> but, I'll, <laughs> yeah. but I'll find my way there. You should do. I mean, honestly, if you think you the chance you might want to go, you should book the hotel. You can always cancel the hotel. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, um, save you the hassle and the expense. You know, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I'd like to go. Um, but you know, I find like these shows. I've been to. You know, I've been, I've been to the one national. I feel like people just mark their stuff up. You know, it's like. Yeah, you know I'm saying it's like did they last national it? was was reasonable. I, I felt they were all working with everybody last national. Yeah. They did a trade with a guy. So I, I think it's and I think this year, I mean, dude, it's a it's time it's a buyer's market, so to speak, right? I mean, they gotta be selling stuff. Yeah. Some people just like they don't I feel like even I still see an eBay, some people that haven't gotten the memo that it's yeah, oh of course. Just they just have them on there. They just have them on there. And there's our booths that you just walk right by. I, you see the prices on like a couple of cards, you know, just, I just continue walking. They're way out of the stratosphere. Yeah. Sorry guys, before we leave, I got two more yep. quick ones I want to show because it's kind of like, you know what I'm doing next year too. When I buy my vintage, like uh, I'm going with a lot of these guys that I want to have at least one card. Some guys that go like four, I create rules for myself, Vince. Cause I, I have no self-control without some sort of, guardrails artificial guardrails so i've limited myself to four from certain players in their playing days and like this guy uh, right now i'm limiting myself to one so this is like a cheap frank robinson uh you know psa 4 59 tops um you know just like for me this is like one of the best looking cards and it's a lot cheaper than his rookie and i got a frank robinson card so I'm trying to go this route with a lot of these guys that, um, like I said, I get a lot of my money tied up in some of these other players. So I'm going this route with a lot of these guys. Um, and then uh, with basketball, like, you know, I got this, I think it was like 40 bucks. John Havlicek, Hall of Famer, PSA mm -hmm. 7. Vintage basketball is so cheap compared, yeah. to, compared to baseball, unless you're going like crazy high grades and stuff. But perfect looking card for like 40 something bucks of uh, all time great. Yeah, and, and those basketball cards were printed in far less quantity than the baseball cards of that era. So yep. there's that going forward as well. And the pop reports are nowhere near that of the baseball, you know, uh, of the same era, 70 to 79 or 70, whatever, you know. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I did a little vintage basketball, too, uh, pre-COVID. Um, I think it's a good buy. Um, fun to collect. You know, the big 
you know, Dr. J or the big fro and, you know, those classic players of that era, um, you know, Bill, Dave Cowens and the, oh God, what, uh, who's the guy that has the weird, uh, uh, oh, he played for the Celtics. He had like the perm. He always had like, he always like, a, he always says weird stuff on the air. Bill Walton. Um, Bill Walton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I picked yeah. up his rookie card this year. I picked yeah. up his, his uh, and I got all up. I got all into Walton because I watched the documentary on him that they did with ESPN. And uh, it was, I recommend it if you haven't seen it. You'll, if you're not a fan, you might appreciate him even more, you know, after watching that. He's, he's just a unique guy, man, but yeah. he's, a, he's like a good guy. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, a lot of fun players. So George Gervin comes to mind as somebody I, I, I neglected to get in time before the pandemic hit. 73, George Gervin, the Iceman. Mm -hmm. um, was it 73, I think it was? 73. Yeah, so that was one I was targeting, and then I just could, I didn't get it in time. Now it's probably come back down to earth. I haven't looked in a while, but that's another cool rookie card from that era. So, yeah. Well, guys, I'm going to I'm gonna wrap it up here. Vince, it's getting late your time, man. Uh, I feel bad keeping you up this late. So. What time is it? I can't even see that. I'm so, I mean, this we're already over an hour. We're, it's 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. 10.06. 10.06, your time. Oh, my God. I may as well be midnight. Uh, <laughs> I go to bed at like 8.30, so I don't know how you guys all do it. <laughs> yeah, good. I go to bed pretty early. I'm good. I'm glad you cut it short. It's not like Silver Jacket Five where you start yakking and yakking. My God, that guy goes on. I'm, no, I, I'm pretty much at an hour. I got to I gotta cut it off, man, we're, for me. Well, this is for me. <laughs> our, top, our top 40 is like the Jerry Lewis telephone. Oh, it's cry so line. good. Oh, it's so I good. I love when you do those. It's so good. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, that's it. Episode 24, last one of the year. Looking forward to 2024, Vince. I hope we can do more stuff. We got to get you out into the YouTube verse a little more. At least, uh, you know, it would be nice to see you. So next up is uh, uh, the two guys, one hobby with a uh, Wade Boggs fan. And oh, um, sick! Oh, nice. They asked yeah, me to done. do it. They asked me to do it. I was traveling in California, and then I got COVID, and then I was like, okay, so we'll, that's the next thing. So I'm glad I got this out of the way. I owed Adam for a while, and so I got this satisfied for now. Next up is those guys, and then. Maybe Joe and I will think of something. I think Rated Rookie wants to get together and do something. That'd be fun. Nice. So uh, we'll see. Dylan, we'll you're getting a request for uh, – so last week I jumped off because I, I like – I hit my time limit. I hit my hour. I'm like, I'm tired. I got to go. And uh, Dylan went on his channel, did extra innings, and like immediately started getting way more views than our show. So clearly we know what the the uh, the the, the – <laughs> The thing that's hurting our show is me right here. So uh, I think I people, are, off, people want to see a train wreck. That's what they're <laughs> waiting for. We were we were drinking a decent amount, just like you know, this is how it goes. Tonight, yeah. I'm tonight I'm not. My wife. No extra innings. Well, yeah. how many tuned in? How many do we have in the room? We're uh, 25. We're 25. Right it keeps growing. So if we kept going, we'd get more. But we we don't have the stamina for that. Nah, we're too old. We get young. Too old. Yeah, exactly. Too, too old. All right. Vince, it was really nice to meet you on this. Uh, super stoked, man. Yeah, Pond Koi Turtle. Who knew? Who knew, right? Secret <laughs> identity. Great, great follow on Instagram. Great follow. Yeah. Uh, feel right, All so, right, guys. That's it. Vince, I'll talk to you hopefully in the near future. Sounds good, fellas. See you guys. Good night. Later, guys. All right. Take care.